Yo, what up, Kenfo? This your boy Smo, and you're listening to the HodgePodge Podcast. Hello, everyone. It's Murph from Jokers. I'm here in my hotel room. There's my blankie. These things are not important. Here's what is. You've made a choice to listen to the HodgePodge Podcast. Not a bad choice, my friend. You are making good decisions in life. Subscribe now and anywhere that podcasts are available. to the HodgePodge Podcast. I am your host, as always, D. Hodge. Today on the podcast, we've got Brody Keen. Um, you can go follow him at Peachy, P-E-A-C-H-Y, underscore Keen, K-E-A-N, four, the number four. Um, this guy wanted to get him on, but we were running so late one day, and I was just like, hey, you want to hop on for a quick 30 minutes? So we hop on for a quick 30 minutes. And this guy talks about opening up for Cody Johnson, Justin Moore, and Drake White, being on the Brentley Gilberts kicking in a ship cruise as just, as just a cruise goer as a fan. He went and he tells you the experience behind that. Um, also, his debut single "Make Me Want It" is out right now. Everywhere you everywhere you get it, it's out. Um, Apple Music, Spotify. I guess is Pandora still a thing? I guess I don't. Just. Go get it, and then if you like it, go buy it. Go to iTunes and type in Make Me Want for Brody Keen and go get it. Now, this is a little different interview for me. Um, this guy was not very talkative, so I led the podcast a majority of the way. Um, so you can hear me get a little agitated towards the closer to the end of it. I was like, hey, you're not giving me anything. That was pure frustration in my point. And I don't know if the guy's just a shy person or maybe if my questions were a little tough. I don't think so because they're usually very simple, I think. But, um, yeah, I lead the podcast most of the way. The guy's not very talkative. But I do really do appreciate the guy coming on here because he took 30, 35, however, however long we talked, took that time out of his his schedule, busy schedule, and, and, and gave it to me as a non-professional podcaster. So I really do appreciate that. So before we get over to the podcast, I want to let you know, you can go follow me at, at I am Mr. Dylan Hodge on Instagram and Twitter. Not on Twitter a lot, as I always say, but I am on Instagram a majority of it. The podcast at the HodgePodge Podcast over on Instagram. Facebook, the HodgePodge Podcast. The HodgePodge Productions page on Facebook is actually not taking it down. It's just going to be there. We're working on it as we go. So it hasn't been on there a whole lot. I should just delete the page entirely. Um, but I haven't really decided what I'm going to do exactly yet. But yeah, go follow me on all those platforms. And if you like what you're listening to right now, go give it a five-star review over on iTunes. Write a little review. You write a review, give it five stars. I will read your response over on the podcast here. I've done a few before. Um, so yeah, before we get off here, Big Shrimp Radio. Big Shrimp Radio has some new episodes up. They're up right now. Go listen to them. Uh, they're pretty good. We're working on a couple of new things for for both podcasts. Not gonna announce anything yet because it's not not entirely 
um, contracted or entirely agreed upon or anything like that. Just let you know that there may be some new stuff coming. So if you hear some new stuff, some different audio sounding, some stuff like that, that's the reason why. And yep, that's about it. So appreciate you guys listening in. Let's go over right now to Brody Keen. I do play "Make Me Wanna" at the end of the interview. Um, he talks about the last thing we talk about is the song, so we can play it at the very end of the podcast. Appreciate you guys listening in. As always, enjoy and found less on the score right now to Brady Keen. Hey Brody. Hey man, how you doing? Man, I apologize. This was a first for me. I was stuck in traffic, had to run and get my medicine. And dude, I'm like 30 minutes late, and that's my apologies, dude. I, I, I'm sincere, sorry for that, dude. No problem. Uh, it's been a rough day for me. It's been a long day, so I'm kind of running around with like a chicken without his head. Like I'm running around everywhere, but um. Thanks for doing this for me, dude. Even though we got a, we're, we're only shortened to like thirty minutes, so I appreciate you even just for thirty minutes. Okay. So um, let's not small talk here. Let's go into the thing. So you're from Baltimore, Maryland. Yes. Um, <clears throat> I'm actually from Pasadena, Maryland, which is okay. Um, not so city-like, but much more kind of suburban. Some decent mix of a. Uh, a little bit of redneck, a little bit of blue collar, but I'm mixing good suburban in there. Right. So, um, according to my notes here and my research, you have opened up for Cody Johnson, Justin Moore, and Drake. Uh, Justin Moore and Drake White, among others. I haven't directly opened. Yeah, right, right. But you them. played with um, them. What I mean. Yeah, well, the, the pre-shows that they set up for the yeah. concerts, I played those. Um, opened up for Logan Mize. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of those pre-shows are really fun to do because I get to play a longer amount of time. Um, I pretty much, <clears throat> everybody that's going to be at the concert, I end the show that is before the concert. So I get to play instead of like a 45-minute set or an hour set. Um, I get two to three hours, so I get to take a break. I get to talk to people. I get to hang out. So, and, uh, do you it's find not so formal? Do you find that harder to do a three-hour, two or three-hour show than, than a regular forty-five minutes? Um, or is a forty-five-minute one so. harder? Because if you if you plan forty-five minutes, I mean, you have to put this many songs in a forty-five-minute set. Otherwise, two hours, you can probably play you know every song that you can think of. Yeah, that's true. So if I I do both of them a little different, if I'm doing a 45 minute set and I'm directly opening for somebody, um, I will be standing up. It'll be more professional. I won't have like lyrics in front of me, right. and it's more of a show. If I'm doing two or three hours, I'll have lyrics in front of me. I'll be sitting on the stool, and it's much more intimate. I kind of I joke with people in the crowd. I talk to people. I'll acknowledge if you say something to me, but. I, I do the two to three hour like the opening or doing my own solo stuff is, is actually really fun <clears throat> so um, I want to talk about your debut single here at the end because I'm going to play it um, after uh, at the end of it um, so 
you I, I, I go on here and I look at people's Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and I see that you did you go on the Brentley Gilbert's kicking in the ship cruise is that, is that what you did I was yes I was on it but I wasn't there for music I was just there yeah yeah you, a, you were there as a fan okay okay yeah so what was um what was that like being on a being on a cruise ship with Brantley Gilbert? Um, honestly, it was one of the coolest things I've ever been on. So I've never been on a cruise before that in general. So A, it was my first cruise, and B, um, every day was like from noon on. There was some kind of music going on, and um, they a lot of the artists actually wandered the ship. So like I got to, I found Michael Ray just standing on one of the decks hanging out by himself so we got to talk and um, Luke Combs and Brantley the two of the bigger ones they didn't really hang out as much they kind of stayed at their, their little uh, like the villas that they had separate for them yeah but it's, it's really cool like they just wanted to hang out and have a vacation with us while they were playing so yeah but that, that's a lot not, of them that just wandered to, around that has to be upsetting though you go on Brentley Gilbert's cruise to see Brentley <laughs> Gilbert and you only get a meeting like once I mean, yeah. I mean, it would have been cool if he hung out a lot. But That's what I'm saying. Like being the bigger, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put that as a, a I guess, a negative aspect of the crew, though. Because he's being a bigger name, like him and Luke Combs. If they were to wander the ship, they'd be bombarded the whole time. Yeah, I mean, that's true, but they always got security, you know, like you could say, for 30 minutes, we'll be here, 30 minutes, we'll be over there, you know. Yeah, that's true. I actually, I did, we, uh, that crew stopped in Nassau, Bahamas, and um, one of my buddies out of the group that I was with, uh, we wandered the beach and went all the way down to the end, and it was dead. There's nobody down there, and yeah. uh, we ended up finding Luke Combs, his oh. girlfriend at the time, and... um his managers, Kathy, and they, they all just hung out, they were by themselves, and we ran into them and had like a 20 minute conversation, and Luke is awesome, so yeah. that was kind of a highlight, so. Um, I want to ask about a cruise. I've never been on one, but I see, let's just for example, it sails from New Orleans, Louisiana to the Bahamas. Now, when you get to the Bahamas, do you get back on the ship and go back to New Orleans, or do you have to fly out from the Bahamas? They they uh, pull into the port in the Bahamas and then they give you a certain amount of time. You got to be back on the ship by, and then the ship leaves and it takes you back pretty much the same route. Okay, so That's so you are going there and back. You're not just going there and fitting for yourself to get home. Yeah, no. Okay. So okay. like the the one that we were on with Brantley's, you uh, we went from Miami to the Bahamas and then they gave us like nine hours to. Uh, like wander the Bahamas and do whatever we wanted. We had to be back on the ship by like say five o'clock or something. Yeah, they and then you. <laughs> well, there were there are some incidents. If you get in trouble, they'll put you on a plane and like they send you back home. Okay. So okay, okay. yeah, <laughs> we um, call it boat jail. <laughs> right. Um. So, what would be for you um, the biggest fear? Like, what is your biggest fear? Like, it could be spiders or scared of the dark or something more, like, you know, inner. Hmm. Biggest fear. Honestly, I'd say... I'd have to say, I'm not that big of 
not that afraid of heights, but to a certain extent, I've had dreams of like a certain situation where the height is what scares me. Yeah. And if I'm at a certain height and there's like nothing like holding on to and something just doesn't seem sturdy, then that terrifies me. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But like I've, I've flown before, I love flying. I want to like jump out of a plane. My girlfriend's uh, brother, um, he helps um, skydiving lessons. And he actually, he posts them as his job. So one of these days I'm going to get out, jump out of the plane. But that kind of stuff doesn't scare me. It, for some reason, certain things with heights does. Yeah. So that's been my biggest one. So, growing up, were you? Did you grow up in a musical family, or how did you come up upon music to wanted to play it? Actually, it's a funny story. A lot of people ask. I grew up an athlete, like a lot of musicians did. Um, but I found out that my mom bought my dad a guitar when they were like 19 or 20. Okay. And um, he like he wrote her a song, and he could play, but he never really like fell into it. And when I was 20, I dated somebody whose brother was in a band, and for two years, I kind of just, I'd hang out with him when she was, was at work and wasn't home, and he became like a brother to me, and he, uh, he kind of let me sit in and listen to what he was practicing, and I started, I got a guitar for my birthday that year, and I started hanging out and playing, I'd learn covers, and then uh, I fell into going to a bunch of local shows and really kind of paid attention to songwriting more because I used to love poetry. So the fact that I like poetry and I started learning guitar and then my baseball career kind of ended and I just, I dove right into music. So he was kind of the one that gave me uh, the inkling, I guess, to really pick it up. So how long before you started playing shows after you played, learned to play guitar? Um, they, that was around 20. I started playing, I did a couple open mic nights at like 24, 25, so four to five years. And then I didn't start like actually playing my own shows and booking things until uh, like three years ago, 26, 27. Okay. Um, what's the last movie you saw in the theater? Theater. Yeah. I want to say it's been a couple of years. I don't really go to the movie theater that often, but um, in college, I had a philosophy class where the professor made everybody watch, and he based the whole class around the Star Wars series. So he made us watch them all, and uh, I think it was seven was in theaters then. So I saw Star Wars seven in theaters. So are you a fan of Star Wars now? After you been, after you were forced to watch them. have a detailed conversation about it but I did like them all that was actually the first time I actually watched all of them and he made me watch them in a, a specific order that, yeah I, um, I, I've never I, watched them um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm not a sci-fi nerd like that like I like sci-fi like Marvel and DC like superhero wise but nothing like Star Wars or Star Trek for me nothing like that yeah I never I didn't get into it that much until that class and then uh, I mean that's kind of as far as my interest really went I like the movies, but I'm not like the super fan. What are you watching on Netflix nowadays? 
I actually am almost done Supernatural. Okay. Is, 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 is that a show worth watching? Because I've never seen it. I, I always ask to see what people are watching to, just to give me a recommendation. So is it? I know it's an older show, but like, is it worth going back just to watch an older show like that? Definitely. I, uh, it's, I think it's 14 seasons. I only have a couple episodes left, but uh, I kind of I was told to watch it because uh, for a little period of time I had a lot of time at work. And I can watch Netflix here and there at night because I work evenings during the week. Yeah. And um, so in my downtime, I watch it, and I like shows that have a lot of episodes, a lot of seasons. And I'm not really, I like Friends and I like The Office and I like all that, but that's not really my thing to go back and watch because I've seen most of that. So I want to do something different than Supernaturals. It's really keep my interest with the uh, okay. whole storyline. Right. Um. Who are your celebrity crushes? Give me a male and a female. Um, male is definitely Ryan Reynolds. See that that's see that's where I was at. I was like Ryan Reynolds has to be, but now I think it's kind of swung more towards Keanu Reeves a little bit. But I but I still think Ryan Reynolds kind of holds that place a little bit. Um, I mean, I've always kind of liked Ryan Reynolds's whole demeanor. And uh, I like his the witty, very sarcastic, um, yeah. very intelligent. But like his Keanu Reeves is all of those, but just a little different from right, me. Right, right. Keanu Reeves like to me a little darker. Yeah. I mean, as far as a, a female actress goes, I'd, I'd have to say um, either Curtis or uh, Blake Lively. Probably gladly just to go with the Ryan Reynolds. Okay. Okay. Um, to you, what's the worst TV show finale that you've ever seen? Say that again? What's the worst TV show finale that you've ever seen? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I don't know if I can, I can give an answer for that one. All right. Um, What's your favorite TV show of all time? All time, it is Banshee. It was on Cinemax for a while. Okay, I, I don't know what that. Yeah, I've never seen that. Um, <clears throat> not familiar. A lot of people never heard of it. Yeah, I'm not familiar with it. Um, no. What is um? My dad. Go ahead. Let me see. My dad turned me on to it, and they only had three seasons, but then it was gone. They, they discontinued it. So it was like one of those that just lasted for a certain period of time. Certain people seen it, and then now it's like in a vault somewhere where nobody can watch it. Pretty much. Okay. Um, what would be like a midnight snack for you? Um, so, I already said I work evening, so I get home at 2 in the morning. And uh, for some reason, I don't know what it is. Every time I get home, I eat tostitos, just plain, like the scoops or the, the dip, like the circles. Plain by themselves, no salsa. Okay, so so kind of like a tortilla chip, just regular tortilla chip. Yep. Okay. Um, what's the biggest lesson you've ever learned? Biggest lesson? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a there's a couple that I kind of have always lived by, but um, like the rule 
Kings and Blessings, and I'd say there's a top three. I couldn't pick one above the other. Um, well, give me one, because you're not giving me nothing. Give me one. I'd have to go with uh, the Golden Rule. Always treat others the way you want to be treated. Okay. Um, and that kind of goes along with not everybody loves the same. So how you treat somebody and how you expect to be treated will never be the same. Even though that golden rule says treat everybody the, the way you want to be treated, there's a very fine line there. And uh, the third one will be uh, never let the fear of dragging out keep you from playing the game. Okay. So don't give up just because you're afraid. Okay. That's the outcome, I guess. Last, last few questions here as we wind down. Um, give me a couple of your favorite albums to listen to. Um, I have to say, I like a lot of the newer stuff. So Dylan uh, Schneider just came out with his EP, uh, Whole Town Talk. That's one of my favorites right now. Okay. Um, Hardy's uh, Hicks Eight is on repeat. Okay. Alright, um, if you had to listen to like one or two artists um, for the rest of your life, who would those two artists be? listen to any podcasts um I do here and there not, not that often I didn't get into podcasts until later recently so like I've, I've listened to Bobby Burns okay. um when after you and I had originally talked I went through and I, I listened to some of your stuff and I I like everything that you're doing and like what you you guys do is kind of what I'm interested in like hearing other people's stories and their background and when all you really see is the face of what they are. Yeah, well, I appreciate you listening in and actually being a listener and liking it. Um, that means a lot to me, man. Um, uh, if you don't have one, that's fine. What What is a ghost story? Do you have a ghost story or anything that's happened to you that you can't explain? I do not, actually. I've actually thought about that before because, I mean, I, I like, like, obviously I'm watching Supernatural on Netflix, but I like, uh, like, ghost hunting shows and all that stuff but I've never really had any kind of interaction or experience with that do you want to? I mean it's not something I'd hope for but if it happened that'd be interesting okay well last last two questions here um tell me about your new single Make Me Wanna I'm gonna play that right at the end of this interview um so give me a little information behind it um, it is, it started out the, uh, the idea that what you, everybody looks for in their potential partner okay. is like that firework going off and, um, the perfect person and their perfect match. So make me want it is the 
details of somebody that I would want as a partner. And I wrote that song last winter, and then I uh, I met my girlfriend in March, and everything about that song kind of embodies what we have. So it's it's just a, a feel good song that I want people to be able to relate to, and when they listen to it, think of their significant other, and just think that that's that's what I see in that person. Okay, dude, last question. Um, <clears throat> give out any plugs that you got coming up that's going to be out in a couple of weeks, few weeks. So um, go ahead and give out like your Instagram and anything else you got going on that you want people to know about. <clears throat> sure. Uh, if you want to, anybody looks up Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, um, it's all under just Brody Team Music. And uh, actually, um, in the process right now, the next single coming out is... Uh, hopefully going to be in the next month or so so before December um, hopefully before Thanksgiving uh, before all your families get together and you can share it with everybody but uh, I guess I'll say it here it's called Go On uh, if you have, anybody sees me in any shows it's the last song I play usually at night and um, it's my favorite song to play it's a little upbeat a little different to make me want to but um Hopefully it's gonna give a good vibe, and definitely look that up. Anything I put out in the future, it's all just gonna be very keen. Um, check me if you want it out on Spotify and Apple Music, and that's everything I got. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you doing this. Let's go over right now to uh, <clears throat> let's do it like a little, maybe a verse and a chorus of. Uh, Brody Keen's new single right now, Make Me Wanna. Thanks for doing this, dude. No problem, man. Appreciate it. Never been on a fall Faster than a cannonball Green eyes, oh my, taking my hand for the first time every time. Take me home to your hometown. Tell me stories and show me around. Tell me what made you who you are right now. Cause you make me wanna fall like a July sky. Burning through the clouds right before the night. Sing at the top of my lungs, doing 75. Turn the radio up. Lay back, watch the stars unfold. Your eyes, it'll never get old This is what I want to call Make me want to fall forever Always needed a drink to dance But all I needed was your right hand Down spinning you round to the sound of a cover band It's the one to step to this heartbeat Sip a little drink as we move our feet With a dip, no drop in the beat Can't stop it cause we This podcast is brought to you by HodgePodge Productions.